What's up, guys? Welcome to our podcast, Slightly Informed. It's a podcast with John and Nick. Um, first off, we're going to kick it off by sending our condolences to the Bryant family. Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven other people were died today in a helicopter accident. We'd just like to send our condolences. Yeah, that's a horrific way to go. It really is. And he was only 41. His daughter's 13. That's just fucking brutal, man. Definitely. Shout out um, to the goat. Yeah, shout Live out to on the, forever. Yeah, one of the goats. All right, so we're going to pass this over to John. He's going to kick us In off. In less depressing news. Exactly. Um, Finally, this is a le- non-depressing topic yeah. for once. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's dive right into it. Uh, t- I think the first segment we're going to do today is basically about polling. We're, uh, right as this is recorded, we're eight days out from Iowa, a week and a day. Um, when you hear it, it might be six days or whatever. But as it stands right now, it's still the Bernie Biden show in the lead um, to take it. Warren's taken a steep decline. She's averaging uh, right around 13% now, which is right on the edge of viability. So if she doesn't hit 15%, the people who want to caucus for Elizabeth Warren have to caucus for someone else. So she's right on the edge of viability right there. Um, in my favorite news of the day, Andrew Yang has now qualified for the February debate. Get it. Return of the Mac. Yeah, Return of the Mac. And I think it proves the point that uh, before this last debate, a big trending topic in the Yang Gang on Twitter was pull the damn, like pull the people. Because like there was a a 48-day polling gap right there in the middle um, where no polls came out. So between (laughs) like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So if you actually polled people, he is doing pretty well. He's one of the only candidates, uh, I think the only candidates have like a steady incline. He hasn't taken a dive yet or been like, Moderately lukewarm. So he's recently been polling about 7 8% nationally, which is ahead of both Buttigieg and the Klobuchar. Uh, so I think I think it, it kind of puts this argument forward that <laughs> Yang's a thing that's happening. I just saw another poll today that uh, regardless of how you feel about it, he has made UBI a part of the conversation. There's now Absolutely. 52% who approve uh, universal basic income or the freedom dividend. Um, when before this, if you asked a random person what universal basic income was, they would probably have no fucking clue. So, um, I don't know. Any thoughts on any of that stuff, guys? I mean, it's it's always great to mainstream an idea that has worked in other countries that uh-huh. we are just it ha- No one's tested it. Yeah, yeah we it's untested. Well, I mean, I mean we, it's been tested. It's been tested. It's not implemented. No, anywhere. exactly. Yeah, yeah, like we have uh, a community uh, t- test that happened for, I think, two and a half years in a part of a province in Canada. Yeah. And then a right-wing government kind of took back over power of yeah, that session. Yeah. And then they just, oh, yeah, they just absolutely, like, kneecapped it. They, well, also, they Alaska's them. oil dividend is, like, it's a, a microcosm, yeah. Micro, in yeah. a way, yeah. yeah it's, it's a sort of dividend that the government gives you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm very thrilled that this is being talked about and brought forward. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a wonderful idea. I think it will solve a lot of I problems. mean, the fastest way to end poverty is give people fucking money. Oh, like yeah. That's, that's the hard truth of the thing is, like, we could try to back end this deal as many times as we want, but... And that's the the way to solve poverty is give people enough money that they aren't in. Wait, poverty. wait. You I mean, mean uh, of course, a tax write-off for one time a year that gets people yeah, eleven $1, hundred so dollars back is, yeah. is not the uh, the solution. Also, if I can hit it real quick, because this was before we uh, we started this podcast, but in one of the debates, Liz Warren was like, "Look, I'm trying to give people an extra two hundred fifty dollars in their social security." It's like Warren, <laughs> there's a dude on stage <laughs> who's trying to give everyone a thousand every month till you die. Like, 250 once you retire, that sucks, man. Like, that's nothing compared to it. And wasn't it Kamala's was the the, the, the tax write-off twice a year, I think? Yes. Something like yeah, that, yeah, once yeah. a year? Uh, the family tax. I forget what she called um, it. Yeah, yeah. And I think B- Pete Buttigieg had uh, his, uh, like, forgiving student loans if you, like, start a business in a low-income area that survives for five years, which, like, the percentage rate of that is, like, Point zero zero eight percent. So he's basically, I'm going to create this program if that helps no one. If you the lottery, yeah, we will yeah. forgive your student Exactly. Like, it's hard to start a business before you have money, dude. Um, I also, ooh, I forgot what I was going to say next. So let's just dive into my favorite poll about which people are willing to switch towards another nominee. So it's from Emerson Polling, which is not an accepted poll for... Uh, the debates, even though uh, 538 calls them an A-minus polling company, so they're fucking involved. <laughs> uh, it's, will you vote for the Democratic nominee even if it is not your candidate? Uh, so the highlights from this one is 
the people who are willing to switch over are Biden supporters, Warren supporters, Buttigieg supporters, and for some reason Bloomberg's on here. So Biden has 87% of people willing to switch if he's not the nominee. Warren is the highest with 90%. And Buttigieg comes in in third place with 86%. It's almost like we've been right this entire time. Yeah. Does that surprise anyone <laughs> at this no, table? No. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like we've been – that's the argument we've had. Is this totally uh, like – like validates the the Bernie talking points that yeah. everyone got triggered over. It was like, hey, these are high propensity voters. Yeah, if you're voting for Warren, not even from Bernie's campaign either. It no, was it was from, from like random like some staffer. random staffer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but he was right. He was yeah. right. He was like, oh yeah, look, <laughs> it. Warren's Warren supporters, no matter what, they, like there's, they're going to vote blue no matter. There's who. no one. Yeah, exactly. There's no one. There's no people who voted for Warren who said that they will only vote for Warren. Yeah. there are a few. Her people number that on say that actually is oh no. It's this zero. is another highlight I didn't notice too is. Warren has no people who are not going to vote uh, for for the that. Democrat, it, it, and then she has ten percent that say depend on the nominee. Exactly. So she yeah. has ninety percent who are just like, sure, fuck it, whoever's blue. Uh, who comes in next president. after that? Biden. What did he have? Five percent. Uh, so the two with no people who just say no is Warren and Buttigieg, like yeah, that, which yeah, is yeah, kind of funny because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're just bandwagoning on that party. Biden weirdly has five percent that say no. So it, there's some weird like right pullover for biden um and then the two elephants in the room though is andrew yang only has 50 percent of people that are willing to switch and nine percent depends on who 42 percent of yang supporters say no (laughs) like yeah i'm just not doing it man (laughs) like like that's the crossover support of like the independents and the republicans sanders is next highest there where Sanders has 53% who say they would be willing to switch to whoever the Democratic nominee is. And then he has 31% who is depends, which is going to be divided between Warren and maybe some Yang supporters. But a lot of the Berniecrats aren't going to go Biden. They're not going to go Buttigieg. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and as much as my argument for the sake of the ju- judiciary is like, yo, if you're if, – if especially in a swing state, but anywhere you should vote for the candidate – it, that doesn't mean that the people who are not engaged like we are in politics are going to yeah. have the same take. They are upset. They're they're not. They're either going to vote for Trump again yeah. just because of how upset they are, or they're just going to stay home. It reminds me of like likely. the SpongeBob thing of like how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man. Like <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, when, yeah. like when's the DNC going to learn that like if you don't support like if you don't put some you, weight behind yeah, the people people like you're not going to win. If you don't offer them something, yeah. they're not going to show up for you. Hey, buddy, thousand bucks a month. Yeah, right. and, so and they just think that showing. everyone is as disgusted by Trump as they are, but and they're, they're just—they're not. They're as—they're e- equally you're, disgusted with them. Your average everyday people also don't give two fucks. They're not paying attention to the news cycle. Yeah, they've yeah. tuned they out. They don't see yeah. what happens. They don't care what. They've happens. tuned way out, they, and also it's like it's the argument of national versus local. Local politics actually kind of matter. Yeah. National, like, you get some random crook in there every year, and like, yeah, this one's a little more racist and bigoted, but like. It's the same crooked shit that's been going on There's for this whole time. Very, very little economic difference between the Bush, Obama, and Trump camp uh, or uh, you know presidencies. Like, which no. is what people actually care about. Which is why Yang and Sanders both have a lot of supporters who are like, "Fuck you, no." Yeah, because one is a thousand dollars a month, free and clear, and the others don't worry about medicine ever again. Yeah, it's like we're drowning. I don't care yeah, that I you're. Don't care. I, I don't care. You have a good record on feminism, or you have a good yeah, record on this. Right. Like we're drowning. The key, the key argument from Yang that I love is get the boot, the boot off the people's throats. Yep, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's yep. like people are worried about paying rent. They're not worried about what dumb shit Trump said this week because it's the same dumb shit he said last week mm-hmm. and the week before. Yep. Like it's a, none of this is new. Dude, In one year, out the other. There's, there's bigger problems. Yeah, it's like if Trump proves he's Trump for the 500th time, am I supposed to care? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm bored. This sucks. I'm fucking hungry. Yep. Yeah, so there's that's – I do like Yang's crew that 42% just said no. 42. Yeah. Like, that that's fucking, that's a baller-ass number. Yeah, 16? the next highest is 16. And w- together, uh, Sanders and Yang's are each respect. Yang's is a 50-50 if he doesn't win, and Sanders is 47-53 that they'll switch over. Yep. So they're really close, but they're the crew who's like, put my guy in or I'm probably not down. Yep. So I thought that poll was pretty fucking sweet. More evidence of your idea of a coalition campaign as well. Yeah, I straight mean, up. If, if, and even if he's not vice president, if if he drops out of the race from non-viability from early states, if, if Sanders says, 
he will be put in charge of an exploratory committee to do an absolutely yeah. viable trial run for UBI on in the country. On a large scale. Yeah, yeah. large-scale trial run. Even if it's just the first year of his campaign, yeah. you can try it in five states or something yeah. like that. And yeah, if it's yeah. viable, he, then just expand it. And did, like we said before... He did a lot of that 43%. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I, Massively. We've, we've, me and Nick have talked about this a bunch, but like... Sanders has been somewhat positive on UBI until like two years ago. So if he switched back, like the the Yangers would come along. And, and it was just, I, I think it's 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 definitely his like campaign staffers and people who have told him yeah. like, you're already going to be attacked for these and the for same, socialism. Same, for, and yeah, yeah, exactly and for these shit. things yeah, that, that Warren's getting attacked cash. on. Like as soon as yeah. Warren expanded from her universal childcare and universal healthcare to like one other thing, she then walked back universal healthcare and said, yeah. "Well, I need to implement this in this way." And then yeah. in the third, you third, get surrounded by yeah. dumb people who think they know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't think I think he definitely has a long term goal of making that a a viable you know alternative to the way that we handle things. But I I do agree with you. I think. If he brought it to the forefront in a general election, sense. I also think cash is really hard to demonize. Yeah. Versus like if it you really if you is. say healthcare, like some people don't trust the government to do things like that. That like yeah. whether or not we think they do a good job, there's there's a question of like there is a large portion of the population that's like I don't want the government touching shit. They they always fuck things up. Yeah. But it's hard to be like cash they're gonna fuck up giving pocket. you a thousand dollars cash. Like if they're like whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's also the limitation of the English language. Like it, it, yeah. the government can mean anything to anyone. Oh yeah. Totally. Government can yeah. mean any, like the fact that and you, that's why it's a loaded term. It's yeah, yeah. It, you apply whatever you want to apply a, to that. Exactly. Term. Whatever your predetermined yeah. biases, you're going to apply to that. And and people don't think of like private corporations as taxing you. Yeah. But what are your premiums? Yeah. What are your deductibles? All yeah. these things. It's the same thing. Like you know. Well, that's why I like that when Sanders admitted like like the argument they should have been making the whole time, and he like he finally started doing it was like, sure, yeah, technically taxes go up, but if I say I'm going to tax you 100 bucks and you're going to save 300, <laughs> yeah. are you pissed about you that? Do some like, math. Like, yeah, like exactly. Like, math I, gang. Yeah, that was that was the argument that they should have been making the whole time is like taxes aren't bad if they're actually used for things that benefit you. Taxes mm -hmm. are bad when we spend it on dumb shit we don't need to. Yeah, and a private tax is still a tax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's the argument, and I think they wrongly thought that that would be too complex of an argument to make but it's really simple it's it, like it net if i save you 200 bucks i saved you 200 bucks man he went yeah. he went up after the debate and you can say that that's from him looking better from the warren drama than warren but i honestly think it was a more coherent delivery of his I, message i agree with that yeah, yeah. i mean I think the Warren shit did help. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say. Oh, another thing. Better, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. just say it real quick. I think we'll hit it in the second part of the podcast. But um, Hillary Clinton coming out against Bernie Sanders is the best thing that could have ever happened to Bernie Free Sanders. Free pulling bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it bumped Tulsi it's, what like four points. Yeah, when, yeah. It, when she got attacked. Oh my gosh, she literally went from being at pulling between one and two percent yeah. to being a viable like candidate. five six percent. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that's like the the meat and potatoes of what we want to pulling. Um, Andrew Yang has now qualified for the February debate. He's at seven out of four polls, which means you fucking poll people, you get some results. He's he's gaining momentum, he's gaining steam. Poll Hopefully, people. like his his people say, like peak at the right time. I don't know. I don't think they're. I, I don't know. I mean, a part of me is just like hopeful, you know, because I like this guy. I hope he wins. So yeah. I I think the polling's wrong, but I think some of that might just be my own bias. So I'm hoping he I, is. I think a little bit of, of it is just yeah. talking to you because I'm kind of in the same boat. But I don't know. I think. But also you think about it, dude. The dude's on like really a 17-day bus tour in Iowa while all the other people, save Biden and Buttigieg, are in Washington, D.C. because they're senators and they have yeah. to be for impeachment. So he's one of the only people making like a final push, a final case for his campaign in Iowa. So I'm hoping – I, uh, best case scenario, I think, is third. I don't think he overtakes Biden or Bernie. But if, if Yang comes in third or fourth, that's a hell of an argument that, like, the, you guys fucking His... ignored this dude for two years, called him John Yang, and slapped up some random picture of an Asian, that stock <laughs> photo on CNBC. No, he's... Like, yeah, you've been ignoring this dude this whole time, and he got fourth place in Iowa. Fuck you, cat. And that's that's where they fucked up. Because, yeah. I mean... You're looking at these other candidates, you know. Please clap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Shout then out, you Pete. look at Andrew Yang. That's and Jeb, dude. Jeb. Fucking, I know. Oh, yeah. He's Come fucking on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's and having a grand old time. He's fucking blast. Yeah. And he's just so personable. People love him. And that's that was most definitely one of the biggest things that why people love, loved Obama. Why it seemed like he was do. having fun. He, I like still remember the Obama fun. picture where, like, and he's very one of the staffers steps on a scale and Obama's behind him putting his foot on it so he <laughs> yeah. weighs, like, a shit ton more. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, fun little things like that, you know? Like, it keeps 
it keeps people thinking that like it's not all like it's garbage not, bullshit. It's like, not all. It is business, but it, it's you can have fun doing it, and yeah. that says something. One more thing I want to get at with uh, with polling here uh, is just the way that the the press has handled this. Now, in aggregate averages on the uh, all every poll, there's been six polls released in New Hampshire in the last six days, and they have Sanders leading by an average of nine. Some yeah. is le- some he's leading as high as twelve. Uh, but if you looked and you googled it, um, the two first names that they come up when you click on NBC News, they list. Buttigieg, Sanders, top the field. Yeah. Buttigieg is at 18%. He's third place in every poll yeah, that ever looked at. he's third place. But he's the, first, he's the next person there. And they There's put him this weird first me- picture media narrative the of, like, trying to, make, in it. trying to make Pete and Amy happen. And it's like, we don't want those guys. This, uh, I think Clearly, it's polling. This is the All right, let's, let's make some predictions. Speaking. We're seven days from Iowa. What are we thinking? All right. So I think it's going to be a real close Sanders-Biden split. Atop I think Iowa. best case scenario for you is Sanders is one. Sa- Sanders two isn't bad. No, if Sanders wins, I think it, Biden would be so deflated if he doesn't win that state. Oh, absolutely. So that's that is a stake in the heart. He's of also the- not winning New Hampshire. Yeah, like, that's the elephant in the room too. It, so that's Biden's path that to victory. Happen, he has to win. He has to win Iowa. He won't win New Hampshire. Yeah. He has to win South Carolina, and then he, he has to win Nevada. Win Nevada. No, he yeah. won't. But yeah. like that's his path to victory. If he wins those three, he can he can tumble his way into into Super Tuesday. I'm going to tell you guys my prediction if it doesn't I'm thinking, happen that's engine one failure i'm like, gonna call he's it he's got three more he's it's not good bernie takes first place in iowa yeah biden being number two is a huge kill to his electability argument it really so is. so bernie takes one biden takes two i think liz taking a sleep steep fall i think Buttigieg weirdly takes three would be my argument mm-hmm. i think yang takes fourth warren takes fifth yeah, I, I, the way that this shakes out in yeah. the three, four, five slot is going to be yeah, that's gonna, very it's gonna be make or break for a lot of those because people. Yeah. I think Buttigieg or Warren have to be third or they're have done. Have to be third or they're Yang done. getting fourth. Yang doesn't care. From, Yang said he's being, sticking through Super Tuesday either way. Yeah. What, what's he gonna do? He's gonna go back to running his nonprofit. He doesn't care. Well, no, exactly. But I mean, even like just for momentum's sake, Yang taking fourth. You said this like. Months ago, you yeah. said Yang taking fourth is a, a huge advocacy for someone who's never been a politician. Yeah. Versus oh, yeah. someone like Biden, who's Warren, been a lifelong or, politician. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I would not I would, one. I would bet that Yang takes top four in New Hampshire because New Hampshire is more yes. of a fuck you state. They, they really yeah. are. Yeah, they they really like doing the. Them in West Virginia are always very interesting primary yeah. states. Yeah. Right. They they don't they Didn't like they go doing to Howard Dean or something like that what in is, the 2004 one, election. But. It was hilarious. A little off topic. What is Trump's approval rating in New Hampshire? I have no idea. Let's see if we can get a quick. I, I thought it, it, if I remember I bet it's relatively it's su- low. No, you know. It, I think it surprised yeah. me when I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it surprised me. Trump approval rating. Because, I don't know. This is, I think you're but right. For, for the primary two, primary two, primary no, two, it really doesn't are. matter as much. Like, it, that'll matter yeah. general, but primary. Just a thought. I mean, I'm, yeah. I don't want to take a I mean, fucking Tulsi Gabbard's pulling like 8% there. Yeah. And she's got nothing going nationally. Negative 19 net approval from since when? All right. Well, Googling on a podcast is kind of shitty, so yeah. let's not. Uh, let's, let's, let's not get <laughs> yeah, derailed yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Full blues, but, technical but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, I, but I, think, I think New Hampshire will be interesting. I think I was going to go somewhat how they called it. I, I'm hoping Yang has more support in the same way that Bernie does too, from a lot of like new voters and like people having, having an actual ground before. game. Yeah, pulling over the right wingers because mm-hmm. you can change your uh, your party preference on the day of in mm-hmm. the Iowa caucus. Yeah. I think both of those people are going to have outshine support, which is why I think Bernie takes number one over Biden. Oh yeah, I think Biden's support is very lukewarm, yes. and they're looking for very any tepid. excuse. Yeah. No one's going to sit around for six hours during no. a caucus to wait to see about the de- the delegate they're count to then vote again excuse. for Biden. Yeah, I think yeah. he's got a lot of old people support Mm -hmm. just because he's a name they can remember. They're not going to be there all day long. Yeah, I mean, you hope. A lot of old people are just like, hey, this is the thing I do every four years. Biden also is that he's the name. He's he's definitely the top top name in all of this, and I feel like there's still a a lot of people just riding off that. And, I mean, once we get down to it, he's, like I I said earlier, he's he's flaming out. Uh, On the topic of Biden flaming out, (laughs) moving on to our second piece here i think we'll transition to point number two why 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 all right let's play that we're gonna play the clip first and then uh we'll uh let you know what's going on 
Well, yesterday, yesterday you said you accepted Bernie's apology, and now you're attacking him. Why are you doing that? Why wasn't his apology enough, Mr. Vice President? Why attack Sanders? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Calm down. It's okay. He apologized for saying that I was corrupt. He didn't say anything about whether or not I was telling the truth about Social Security. Thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> why, 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 why? Yeah. Uh, how is he gonna? How is he going to handle a Trump He's not general? Like, we, we've got. He can't. There's, yeah. there's no way. Like, the one thing you can give Biden is he's a family man, and he hates when his family gets attacked. And you know that's the first thing Trump's gonna do. Oh yeah, that's the first. Why thing. don't you go tell your ten- son yeah. to stop sucking crack? Hunter's sucking dick a for little crack. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not gonna be able to handle the family attacks no. that Trump's gonna bring. Fucking against Hillary Clinton, they brought Bill Clinton's sexual accusers to the debate. Like that, he's gonna pull some shit like that and bring all like the strippers Hunter Biden's had sex with into the front row. Like it's yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get down and dirty. Trump would bring up his dead wife. Like tr- Trump will drag yeah. him through the mud. Oh, absolutely. He, there's no way he handles it. I mean, just no, look at this. This is this is a reporter asking him three simple a questions. A simple question. Very a simple, simple question. Yeah. And he just Why wasn't his off. apology enough? Mm-hmm. Like that would be an, a one just be like. Hey, you know, he apologized for this one thing. I really think you should apologize for the, the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Done. But he has to come back with, why, why, quick, why, why, why? Quick and concise. Just yeah. get it over with. But he just like, and the second, I remember when you show, when you show, first showed me that video, John, it was, <laughs> yeah. you said he's such a dad. Like, that's like something like, you're like, hey, 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 are we there yet? Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Hey, 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 freak hey, out. He's for horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it, it's a really bad look for Biden. And it, it like, again, like we've talked about in the last week too, like, <laughs> Being president is stressful. This mm-hmm. guy is not ready for that stress. He's like, not. Yeah. <laughs> he had the he had the cushiest job in the entire White House. VP Vice is president. for sure the cushiest job. Oh yeah. Where you roll around and no try not be to mad die at you. in case Obama dies. Yeah, yeah, Boom. yeah. That's it. That's, that's your job. It's like be there in case. Well, hey, I need you to give a speech. I know you haven't given one in six months, but can yeah. you be here? I think I can do that. All right, cool. I need Same. you to stand behind that's me in job. aviators. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit in the situation room, look serious. Like, that, that's vice president's job. Don't touch anyone's shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's vice president. I mean, he got through that because it's a cush job, and they were trying to pull in, like, that's, like, like fucking swing state support by uh, into Obama's camp, but he's not ready to be president. Where is the body language expert on this one? Yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> like, that's true. what is going on? Here? His eyes. He hunched, he's running wide. forward. I think, I think we need to step in and really. Uh, yeah, we need to yeah, get our chops video. here. All right, this is our uh, audition tape. He could have just said why in one word. Why do you say why so many times? Yeah. That that puts a lot of ambiguity in it. So he has a cornflower blue tie. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Let's analyze that first because yeah. color tells us the most. Blue could mean he's very sad. <laughs> this is staying yeah. back a little yeah. too much, depressed almost. The full winds are not. Tells I think me a lot. This is one of those things though <laughs> that like this is one of those things that mainstream media is not going to cover because it's attacking an old man. So like Alex, I didn't see frail. any coverage yeah. of this in like CNN, MSNBC, Fox. Fox probably covered it, but I didn't Fox see it. Fox definitely did, but yeah. we saw it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we, we see these kind of things t- on Twitter, t- Reddit, like that, those kind of places. They were dunking from half court. Yeah, on him <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. This is a, this is the thing. I think, but I think that's why his support is still high. Is that like people don't see these moments? Oh, let's tell the story about when we went to debate watch party, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went to debate watch party for like the Idaho Democrats, and there's probably like 40, 50 people in the room, like not super a lot, but it was it was in like a big uh, ballroom. Yeah, like fifty is a pretty good. Yeah, 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 it was in a big room in a, like a brewery. And he had his like uh 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 uh, uh moment, and we died laughing. There was three of us in the yeah. back <laughs> laughing so hard, and no one else thought Not it was a funny. Single like, person laughed. Yeah, everyone's afraid to laugh after at the like frail the Joe three o three three o thing, and then he has his like uh uh uh, uh bleeding uh, out yeah. of his eye. Yeah, like. <laughs> everyone's afraid to like pick on an old man, so we're gonna do it here, <laughs> unless he's Jewish. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. You're Leave answer. him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. So I mean, that you're not going to hear about this. The the voters who are uninformed aren't going to hear about this, which keeps him in the 20s. If all these flubs 
were played on the, like the actual like mainstream news, oh, he yeah. would not be anywhere near. If it was on repeat as much as CNN saying that Bernie was a sexist, yeah. like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he would have dropped. Yeah, 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 for sure. If, if Bernie had a moment like this, everyone would be like, uh, "Does he have the constitution to be the president? Yeah. Like the mental fortitude, <laughs> you know?" But like, yeah. <laughs> but since it's Biden and he's like a mainstream Democrat, everyone's afraid to attack Papa Joe. Oh man. I think that's it for the first half, boys. Yeah, I think so, too. We'll call right. it halftime, and we'll see you boys on the other side. See you in a bit. All righty, guys. Welcome back. So we like to start off the second part of our politics podcast with some shout-outs. So I'm going to throw it over to John, and we'll hear what his is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to shout-out a new story that came out this week. Uh, the title of the news story is Detroit Man Settles Race Lawsuit, uh, Race Discrimination Lawsuit, Then Bank Won't Cash His, cash his Check. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Sant- uh, Santor Thomas. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but that's his name. So basically, he sued his employer for racially discriminating against him. He finally gets his check, which reports say was like, it was three checks. One was like 170, one was like 13, and one was like 2,000. So the man had about 200,000. He goes to the bank to try to deposit. The bank calls the cops on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this man found out that one weird trick to double yeah, your yeah. lawsuit money. Bankers hate yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this man is going to be fine for a while after that second lawsuit. Oh, yeah, so, and I mean, they, they called his lawyer. They tried to call the company who he sued to verify it was all him. His lawyer talked to the people at the bank and said, yeah, for sure, legit checks. And then they called the police on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, that was after? I know, I think they did oh, it. Okay, I think they busy. probably did the phone calls after. <laughs> but, but still, it was like... And they had... The, the story said there was two cops inside who were talking to him, and then they had two outside, like he was just going to fucking Run. flee or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah like... <laughs> So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have some more money coming his way, is what I'm calling. That's um, so funny. Yeah, it was it's super bad. So really I'll toss bad. I'll toss it back to McLean with that news. All right, so mine goes out to Stephen Bruce. This guy, he's this is a little bit of an older story, but I love it because he found out that the red light cameras in New York. He's from New York. Um, normally, a red uh, yellow light should last about five seconds. He found out that they were lasting three seconds, and it was done intentionally to increase revenue from tickets given to people running red lights. So he first climbs up and pushes the cameras. He angles them up so no one could get tickets, right? They moved them back down, and then he cut the wires. So he cut the wires, (laughs) and instead of just not doing anything, he goes to the local news to... Tell them about what's happening. Admits the crime. Admits the crime. (laughs) Says this is fucked up. Baller owns it. This is (laughs) fucked up because first of all, it's causing a ton of accidents, right? I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. But then it's fucked up. People are getting tickets when they shouldn't be. So he was arrested, and even the local sheriff's office offered to bail him out. They're like, you know what, dude? We're with you. We're gonna gonna bail you out. We have to arrest you, but we're gonna bail you out. (laughs) So. It kind of the story goes on. You guys should look it up. His name's Stephen Ruth, but that's my shout out for the week. Chaotic good. Yeah. I, I mean, when the, when the cops offered to, to uh, uh, you know bail you out, you know something shitty was going on. Yeah. Like if that's you're as hell. literally want. To, I mean, they're literally trying to increase revenue at the cost of lost lives. Yeah. Like no, it's yeah. it's people are getting in more crashes. People are dying. My favorite comment is Florida man, chaotic evil. New York man, chaotic. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to toss this guy over to the shout outs over to Nick. All right. And for me, I'm going to talk about one of Washington, D.C.'s biggest failures uh, and an absolutely terrible person uh, by the name of Jim Messina. Now, if your brain has not been poisoned by politics over the last six years, Jim Messina was the head campaign manager for Barack Obama's 2012 campaign, uh, as well as a highly homophobic ad for a statewide uh, race in no, Montana. Wait, was he, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say he was Prop 8. No, California. no, no. <laughs> yeah. back, in, back in Montana, he, <laughs> ran, he, been he ran an ad like, I forget exactly what the, what the ad said, but it was something like, this con- this person is w- w- was the uh, head of a 
a, a bakery or some something that like he deemed yeah. to be like very you know gay and posh. <laughs> so he threw that in an ad. So you know he's just an overall great guy. Uh, you know just you know, really gay one of the people like baked goods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a <laughs> yeah, just a really good guy. But uh, he also had uh, he's had a couple of flubs. He was hired in uh, by uh, Theresa May in 2017 to run a, uh, a general election where he lost the Tories somewhere in the 60s of seats. So a real winner there. Lost 40 seats for the party that hired him in Italy. And then also helped David Cameron with the amazing decision to put uh, staying in the EU on a, on a public ballot. Like, <laughs> Smart. This will really just confirm our case that we yeah. need to stay in the EU. Yeah, there's no way this could go wrong. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the level of genius we're working with. I'm going to play the clip. He decided to give his input on the 2020 campaigns uh, for the Democrats. Oh, my God. And don't underestimate the fact that Bernie, a lot of what he says, the message is basically, you can live your life for free. We'll have free college tuition. We'll have free this. We'll forgive your student debts. It's a powerful message. It is, but in the general election, it's a message that I think is going to get him killed. Yeah. I mean, I you know, <laughs> think he's the worst candidate in a general oh election for exactly that reason. You think Bernie's the worst candidate? Oh, I don't, I don't think there's a question about it. I think it's very clear <laughs> yeah, to no me question. that with these swing voters that I care about, the Trump-Obama voters in the Midwestern states bernie sanders is not the candidate we need to beat donald trump in november wow yeah. wow that's the worst hot take i've heard <laughs> in a minute <laughs> hot minute so just to stress the worst too like yeah no like yeah. The wor- like how do you i mean with someone like oh mike bloomberg God. in the race with someone like <laughs> Buttigieg who's never Bernie's won he's the worst <laughs> yeah yeah like, no doubt by far the worst how does that <laughs> what yeah if if msnbc is going Really? Yeah. Bernie's the worst. Like yeah. you, de- you, you definitely said something. Also, yeah, he doesn't stupid. want you to go to lifelong debt and go bankrupt for college or medicine. <laughs> Radical. Oh Fucking insane, man. How dare we yeah. catch up to the rest of that the means developed free world. shit forever? Like, no, no, it doesn't, man. Like, it really doesn't. It's he dumb. wants to make sure people can afford a place to live. Radical. Are like, you guys at all surprised that he has run three campaigns for right wing parties in Europe and lost? No. <laughs> nope. No. He's got the worst ideas. Oh my gosh. I didn't know this man before tonight, and I'm going to happily forget he exists. Shout out to Jim Messina. You're the worst. Yeah. Way to go, Jim. I hate you, and I don't know you. So we're moving on uh, to our first topic on the second half here. Uh, we're going to go into some of the some of the dumb shit that's been thrown at the Sanders campaign, not from someone like uh, Jim Messina, but from you know people very uh, uh, very aligned the with him. Twitterverse. The Twitterverse, the 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 woke scolds of Twitter.com. Yep, uh, they're just fantastic. Uh, they Bernie got uh, just a horrible. Horrible endorsement from a terrible man. A terrible man. (laughs) Terrible man with the most popular podcast on the planet. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So something like seven million listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I I think think it's way higher too. He's that many subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, Seven million subscribers and like over ten million plays on almost every uh, every podcast he's released. It's ridiculous. Like he he basically gave Yang a double. In his yeah. polling, no, he's he the only reason Yang exists. Yeah, he's, he's a kingmaker. Like, like Yang's, yeah, Yang started existing after going on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Before Absolutely. that, he had no support. So of course, you see something like this happen to a candidate, and of course, it's a bad thing. Yeah, because of something that Joe Rogan said, some things that Joe, Joe Rogan has said. To be honest, I mean, he's yeah. Said I some mean, to be fair, he said some dumb shit. He's walked some of it back. He knows he stands he's by not some. a smart guy. Yeah. He like he's he said some dumb things about trans people he's had Gay some people. homophobic things in the past but like who had who wasn't saying dumb homophobic yeah. things on the internet pre-2012 like yeah. this just like this incest like insistence that everyone be pure from the moment that yeah. they have a public audience to now right is is absurd or even before the woke crowd will fucking go be like yo i heard john wayne's a racist yeah. and it's like yeah <laughs> He was a cowboy in like the fifties. He probably was a racist. Yeah, like, yeah. He, most people yeah. were racist. <laughs> Can then. we drop it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Existed. Like you like, know, it, there's this weird diving into people's past, even if they've changed. But either way, like if you even if you have someone who like largely we don't like. I mean, I like him, but like if even if the woke crowd largely doesn't like him, a person with that kind of audience reach endorsing a candidate is probably the best the, thing that absolutely. could possibly happen. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, and outside the mainstream media, no one cares when some like random congressperson from like fucking like tuscaloosa endorses a candidate yeah but 
Bur- like Joe Rogan has like seven million dedicated listeners. And mm-hmm. he, he yeah. endorsed Bernie. And and he endorsed absolutely, Bernie. It's yeah. Big. It, it is a big thing. Um, and and to, to the woke scolds that are on Twitter, they're almost all guaranteed like a, a, a non a non involved in in the progressive movement. They're a centrist type who loves the identity politics of the Hillary Clinton Barack Obama era yeah. of Democrats. Uh, and just a shout out to Hillary Clinton for all those people. If you're a listener and you th- you think, hey, I think Joe Rogan is problematic. Yeah. Hillary just went on Howard Stern. Yeah. <laughs> she went on Stern. She went on Stern. Like, what yeah. what wh- what argument are you gonna make for for Rogan that you're not gonna make for Stern? Yeah, exactly. Stern is problematic to this day. He he's still a, has he's like a dirty, dirty boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love him. He's a, he's yeah, a, he's yeah, a, he's yeah. Like he's a, funny, a he's raunchy, funny cool, guy. But like, but yeah. he's got problems. He's, he's got, got problems. some serious problems. Well, and then let's read uh, the the Sanders campaign response to this, which is. The goal of our campaign is to build a multiracial, multi-generational movement that is large enough to defeat Donald Trump and the powerful special interests whose greed and corruption is the root cause of the outrageous inequality in America. Sharing a big tent requires including those who do not share every one of your beliefs, while always making clear that we will never compromise on our values. The truth is that by standing together in solidarity, we share the values of love and respect that will move us in the direction of a more humane, more equal world. I mean that that about sums perfect. that up. Like, yeah. That is the absolutely perfect. If you response. want a big tent, there's gonna be some people you don't agree with every single issue. And if we try to force everyone to come in line on every single issue, that's how we lose. That's how the, that's how Labour lost in the UK. Yeah. They they put they 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 sidelined Corbyn's like progressive economic issues in yeah. favor of identity politics. And and there's not that not identity that politics many aren't woke important. People there. Yeah. Like, you, just I mean just overall, most people don't care. Like like oh uh fuck well, Let's mention Gun Girl again. The hottest takes in Gun Girl's videos are the vast majority of people she asks woke questions to who are just like, I don't give a fuck. Put a urinal in the women's bathroom. Yeah. What does it fucking matter? Yeah. Hey, guess what? If we can afford it, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's 95% of the populace, though, is like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, do you do you, man? Because I'm over here trying to do me and survive. So I don't give a fuck. The best one was when she would ask someone and she was like, I don't know why people make such a big deal about it to like the person making yeah. the biggest deal yeah, about it. Exactly. And then she gets obviously yeah. offended right there. Like, yeah. Well, what oh, do you think is going on? Science. Don't you think that men with having periods, they should see a doctor? Don't you think that's something's going wrong with their yeah, penis? Yeah, if a guy has a period, it's that's like, not my problem. Not, not don't my give problem. a fuck. Yeah, I yeah. really don't care. That's like the, that's it's the best take. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. And that's that's the vast majority of people's take. So if we try to like limit it to only people who care about all these issues that don't affect their life, you're not going to expand the party. We saw and we need happen. to expand the party to <laughs> win. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, they're like they're the worst crew to get involved with. Absolutely. I have a I have a tweet here response to the Joe Rogan endorsement here from someone at Shannon R Watts. She is the founder of someone called Moms Demand. Uh, a oh, grassroots Is it o- Moms Demand Action? Yeah, it's the Moms Demand uh, the the gun yeah, regulation. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she she tweets in response to this I really hope, in parentheses, white, I wonder why she did that, <laughs> women learned the lesson in 2016 that misogyny embedded in campaigns and among candidates' supporters won't stop when they win. It only gets worse. Yeah. So Bernie winning because of an endorsement by Joe Rogan means that the things that Joe Rogan has said in his past also become the, yeah. like law. Like also, <laughs> Trump, Trump's like presidency and campaign weren't sexist because the crowds were. The crowds were sexist because, because Trump, Trump is. Was. Like yeah. it's the exact like it's the exact opposite of what they're saying. Like, yeah, Sanders has is Sanders actually pretty woke on all these issues. Yeah, like he just he also He's pulls people in with the economic argument and with things like that. And he doesn't like if you vote for him, he. He's still going to stick by his values, which is what they've always said. But feel free to vote for me, dude, which is what you're supposed to do. And it's convince so, people to vote for you. It's so disingenuous because, like, literally you could take an academic feminist with a modern perspective on the way that we handle gender issues and look at a Bernie speech from 1976. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? They of would approve of what he said. President. Yeah, yeah. Of course a black man can be president. Yeah. yeah. He, he, has had a str- he has had strong feminist bona fides for this entire time. So it's clearly yeah. something to try and undermine his campaign. Oh, totally. It's yeah. absolutely. Like, it's it's, well, because there's always definitely. a convenient attack, too, on Hillary. We're like, oh, she just happened to approve of gay marriage right when and it started it's pulling above 51%. 50%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just happened to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Like, Bernie Sanders stood by these issues when it was inconvenient, and he'll stand by them if they're inconvenient in the future. But they that's were it. very unpopular. Yeah. He was there fighting for them. And a, and a nice easy segue into the next topic, <sighs> yeah. which is the free boost that Hillary gave Bernie. Uh 
actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a fourth shout out in here. Shout out to Hillary Clinton. Thank yeah. you. No, l- let me let me say that I, I think she just wants to stay relevant. I, really I, I think it has in the cycle. I think yeah. it had nothing to do with Bernie. I think she, she still holds a grudge. But yeah, she's she's coming out with some like sh- like documentary series on Hulu. No one gives a fuck about Hillary. No one thought about Hillary. And then the she, documentary series is about her campaign. It was shot when she was running for president. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When I think her life and shit like that. Old but news. I think the easiest way to get in the news was attack Bernie. Well, I think, so she did. I, really? I think there is an undermining of Bernie there too, because the election of someone like, or the nomination even of someone like Bernie Yang or yeah. Gabbard, who strays from the status quo, is a wholesale dismissal of everything her politics, argued, everything yeah. she stood for for forty years. Like yeah. she lost to Trump. She lost to the most unelectable Republican yeah. of all time. She's the only person who could have managed to do that. Yeah. There's there's this argument that we have to stray to the center to attract the right, and that argument is not true. It just and never... if, if a Bernie wins, if a Yang wins, all, like all that means is like we don't have to stick to center issues. We, like We can go buck wild and try to get some stuff done. Honestly, the last time that was true was with Bill Clinton, and he yeah. is a uniquely charismatic president. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Ob- really people is. say, I mean, Obama ran or, or, or governed centrist, but he ran populist. Yeah. Of course, he like yeah. that's how he won. He gathered mass amounts of people. Yeah, I think I, Nick's right. Like, if, if Bernie manages to win this whole thing, all it makes people think is, oh, fuck, if the DNC didn't rig it in 2016, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have had to deal with Trump mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely. So, so, like, I think that's the worst possible scenario for her is, is allowing Bernie to win. And then everyone thinks, well, shit. He could have won in 2016, too, but we had to have Hillary, and she lost it for us. Yep. So. Oh, man. Yeah, it's depressing to think about. And it's also depressing to think about this only happened this week, because it feels like another one of those that feels like 80 years ago that I couldn't give less of a fuck about. <laughs> like, it just, she, yeah. She's she's so irrelevant now. Remember when the yeah, polls came out? Please go be a grandma. And yeah. Just go do grandma things. <laughs> you can knit. You can hang out with your grandkids. Like. You just can angrily knit Bernie's name with yeah, a circle and a line exactly. through it. Like, do that yeah. to yourself. Do that on you your own You could do time. that stitch thing, and then you just, like, say, fuck you, Bernie, and, like, cross-stitching or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah. Do, I mean, do that stuff. But Go go ham. Please, I mean, just, you're not going to become president ever. You missed your shot. Please just go enjoy your retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Bill doesn't look like he has too long left, so. <laughs> yeah. Go, go nurse that uh, yeah. sex fiend of a husband you've got into, yeah. into go his get, retirement yeah, home. Can Plenty I th- of foot rubs. Just enjoy <laughs> retirement. The sooner I can stop hearing about Hillary Clinton, oh. the fast, the better I would be. I mean, oh. I just, I just don't, I just don't, ca- I don't care about most politicians who's, who've exited politics. Mm-hmm. If you're not relevant, like accept that and move on with it. You can do other cool shit. Al Gore became the climate change guy. Yeah, you know, like go do something. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be politics. No one cares about it if you like Bernie. If you're still like big on feminism, go to f- go do yeah. feminist rallies. Yeah, do and just don't shit on like other yeah, movements, other people running. Yeah. It, it was just it was definitely like the easiest way to get some news about Hillary. Oh yeah, was attack Bernie. Absolutely. So she did it. We've got one more major topic to cover here before we go yeah. into our chaser this week. This one is hilarious. Now there's there's a lot. There's a lot. There's yeah. a l- we're going to play you a short we're clip. We're going to play a short clip, and then we're going to explain some stuff. Yeah, because there's there's really a lot to this. And it's all funny and all sad. There's a lot going on. So this, to, to give you a, a, an interview with it, it or an uh, introduction to it, it is NPR's full interview with the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Yeah. We're not going to play the whole thing, though, because no. I fuck listening to Mike oh Pompeo. Oh, my gosh. The worst. He is just the, the worst person to listen to. Uh, but yeah, here's just a little clip to get a taste of the vibe of this interview, and we'll tell you about what happened after the <laughs> yeah, interview. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> All right. I, just I confirmed have, with I just your staff have, last night that I would talk I, about I just Iran don't have and Ukraine. Anything else to say about that this morning? <laughs> I just want to give you another opportunity to answer this, because as you know, people who work for you in your department, people who have resigned from this department under your leadership, saying you should stand up. For the diplomats who work here, I don't know who these unnamed sources are. You're referring to. I, I can tell you this. When these I talk, are not when unnamed I talk, sources. This is your senior here. advisor, Michael McKinley, a career foreign service officer with four decades' experience, who testified. She under has the receipts. That he resigned in part due to the failure of the State Department to offer support to foreign service employees caught up in the impeachment inquiry on Ukraine. Yeah, I, I'm not going to comment on things that uh, Mr. McKinley may have said. Uh, I'll <laughs> say only this. He said I it under oath. Every State Department official, we've built a great team 
the team that works here Sir, is doing amazing work around the world. Respectfully, where have you defended Marie Ivanovich? I've defended every single person on this team. I've done what's right for every Can single person on this team. Can you point me toward your remarks where you have defended Marie Ivanovich? I've said all I'm going to say today. Thank you. <laughs> I've said all I'm going to say. I'm today. done. She fucking showed up with the receipts, called him on his bullshit, and he wasn't prepared for it. Oh, also no. love that he's our head foreign diplomat, and he can't get questioned in a simple interview. <laughs> like, that's... Goddamn, dude. Like, that... Bad. I said I would only talk about this one foreign issue. How dare you bring this other foreign yeah, issue? Yeah, exactly. How dare you expect relevant. me to ask questions about or answer questions about something I didn't want to? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Uh, oh man. Okay, but let's let's dive further into uh, what happened after the interview. Uh, quote from an NPR article: He shouted at me for about the same amount of time as the nine-minute interview itself. Uh, he was not happy to have to have been questioned about Ukraine. He was asked, oh, he asked, do you think Americans care about Ukraine? He used the F word in that sentence and many others. He asked if I could find Ukraine on a map. I said yes. Uh, side note outside of the quote, she went to Harvard and Oxford and graduated with a European studies major. Like, she knows where fucking Ukraine is, you <laughs> dumb idiot. Okay, so, so he asked if I could find Ukraine on a map. I said yes. He called out for his aides to bring him a map of the world with no writing, no countries marked. I pointed to Ukraine. He put the map away. He said, people will hear about this. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. That's so dumb. I'm I'm just thinking. ridiculous. The visual of sending your aides to go Google (laughs) map of the world with no countries marked. Printed. Yeah, printed and bring it back. Put it on the table and she was like. There. <laughs> and he's like, people hear about this. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then so I think funny. there was I think there was another part. Let's see, let's see. Uh okay. This one I won't direct read, but he basically he doesn't deny that he did any of this. He says that she's a liar because they never said they were gonna talk about Ukraine, and that she lied that the second part would be off the record. And then, yeah, so he doesn't say no. I didn't yell at her and bring out a map of Ukraine to have her point out the country to me. She just wasn't supposed. to Yeah, lie she just about wasn't it. supposed to tell you about it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the best, like, uh, what's her name? Mary uh, something Kelly. Something I don't. Know. We should really look up her name. Her name is what is it? Mary Louise Mar- Kelly. Yes, you you nailed yeah, it. Yeah, Mary Louise Kelly seems fucking tight as hell and then uh <laughs> yeah based mary kelly yeah fucking based mary kelly um but yeah like pompeo doesn't deny it he just tried to call her a liar and then he also said it is worth noting that bangladesh is not ukraine uh. a- bangladesh is next to india no <laughs> one's gonna point to india when you're talking about ukraine everyone knows it's at least eastern european I probably couldn't point it out on a map. I could point to the general region it is because it's somewhere right next to Russia. Definitely wouldn't be pointing at Bangladesh. And I'm not a Harvard-educated, Oxford-educated European studies major. Like, (laughs) (laughs) one side of this story sounds like it happened, and it's not Pompeo's side. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That that was some fucking tight shit. And then today, Nick was joking, like, I bet they're going to cut the funding for NPR after this. And I was like, no fucking way. I think they said they were going to do that. And, and so had, Trump... Had not seen the story yeah, at all. Yeah, he did not had, know about the story. Had not seen the story, yeah. just said that out loud. Oh, my God. Sean says, thank you for reminding me. I think that did happen already. And it did. <laughs> yeah. I've got it right. Trump has already threatened to cut the funding. I've got one of the tweets right here uh, from the, uh, the wonderful Mark... Levin, um, uh, you guys should... Levin, he's the worst. Levin, oh, I... He's yeah. got one of those shows on Fox that looks like it was produced in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, have you ever known the, the Fox... Time yeah, yeah, Fox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, some of the Fox shows are just like, dude, what, did you hire, like, an eighth grader to produce this? Or, like, what's the deal? They got the free trial of their camera yeah. software. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's who Mark Levin is. He's he's the worst. He, he, he tweets, "Why does NPR still exist? We have thousands of radio stations in the U.S. plus satellite radio podcasts. Why yeah, are we by paying like three companies? <laughs> why are we paying for this big government Democrat Party propaganda operation?" And Donald Trump re- or, uh, quote tweets it with, "A very good question." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Trump was not happy that they attacked his attack dog, Mike Pompeo. 
Uh, yeah. It, this is just, it's just sad all around, man. It's like, so funny, though. It's it so funny. so funny. It's so funny because you couldn't write this down. Like, no. No one, like, it's worse than what you could have ever written. Like, I mean, the Simpsons writers got that Trump would be president somehow. Yeah, right. They could never. They could never. They could never this. have done this. Yeah. Like, it, you'd be laughed out of a writing room, even yeah. in a comedy series. Yeah. About oh, this. totally. Yeah, yeah. They would just be like, yeah, Veep, this is too ridiculous. Veep has come out and said, like, we couldn't come up with more shit than this. It would have never gotten through because it would have sounded like you jumped the shark. To fucking the Secretary of State print a map and force you to point to a country because he thinks you can't like and then you get fucking called on your bullshit because you're smarter than him like that's that's some ridiculous shit oh, you man. also know they probably had to wait five to ten minutes for that map to be printed so they're just what sitting there like about what happened the yeah. <laughs> well she awkward. said he she, she 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 said that he yelled at her for like nine minutes yeah nine to ten like that that that's so bad. I just don't – I don't want him to be Secretary of State. Also, to, to fucking be like, I've defended everyone. And she's like, you didn't. And he's like, I did. And she's like, point me to the place. And he was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to yeah, call my bluff. Yeah, exactly. How dare you? You're just supposed to listen to my response and report it, <laughs> not question me on any of this. Oh, NPR doubled down too. NPR said they believe the reporter. She's super trustworthy and known for being a cool fucking chick. And that they're not going to back down on this because Pompeii is totally in the wrong and a bitch-ass punk. Uh, that's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> that is an exact quote. That's an exact quote you from NPR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I, this, this, yeah, I mean. The Chad Mary Louise Kelly versus the yeah. virgin yeah. Mike Pompeo. <laughs> yeah, he, he just Who looks. Who will you believe? You look so, it's so believable, her story. And it's not believable at all, his story. No. That she fucking pointed, like, Harvard educated in European studies and pointed to, oh, what was it? Bhutan. What? Yeah, Bangla- Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, the east like of, yeah. to the east of India. Yeah, so I believe Mary Louise Kelly and Pompeo can suck on my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Mike Pompeo. Yeah, if you want to come out of Boise. Idaho, suck on my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Either fight us or suck on John's yeah, nuts exactly. or shut the fuck up. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, he's a fucking dirty-ass liar. And that he can't handle an interview, but he's supposed to negotiate with, like, fucking Iran and North Korea as our secretary of state. But he can't have a mean question asked to him by an NPR reporter. <laughs> like, this guy should not be anywhere near a high office. I, just a little fun fact. I Googled it, and it's almost 6,000 kilometers away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also right next to India. Everyone knows this is Eastern Europe. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't point to that. An eighth grader wouldn't point to that. There was a big story about uh, Ukraine trying to enter the EU. Yeah. Like, yeah. why would it's they be— It's a well-known fact that they're like a former Soviet state. So you think yeah. that someone who studied European history wouldn't know that a country trying to enter the EU is Would not, not be to the right of India? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh man, that was just a that yeah. I just I don't know what to say on this. It's, I don't. It's like we're we're living in uh, the weirdest alternate universe that we yeah. possibly could have. Like even I, I don't know if it was an Onion article or another uh, like uh, thing that was uh, a very similar like all satirical uh, yeah. journalistic source that was like. Uh, nation satire writers struggling <laughs> yeah. to keep up with yeah. increasingly absurd reality. You can't reality. come up with things that sound more <laughs> absurd than this. Like, they're out of ideas because this is just such it's a real rough life timeline now. that we're the, living in. The Onion has just started predicting things, essentially. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Um, I don't know. How are we doing that time-wise, Nick? Uh, we got, you know, we're, we're pretty good. I think we can jump into the chaser if we want. Let's jump in the chaser. We've got a this is real good chaser for you. Yeah. If you thought that was funny, yeah, this is let's, fantastic. Let's it's going to be like a four-minute video, so buckle yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, this is a long one. Uh, we'll try and include the full actual video in it. If not, enjoy the audio because it's just as good. Yeah. All right. Meet Lindsey Olin Graham, senior U.S. senator from South Carolina, chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and the most shameless man in American politics. <laughs> Spineless little fuck. But when it comes yeah. to shameless, hypocritical, dishonest politicians, Lindsey Graham has a lot of competition. There's Donald Trump, of course, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and okay, Texas Mitch. Senator Ted Cruz. But it's Lindsey Graham who, in my view, is the worst of the lot. Because before his new hero, Donald Trump, came along, Trump's the best golfer. You're the best golfer. <laughs> Before all of that ass kissing, the South Carolina senator put a lot of effort into cultivating an image 
of a reasonable, sober, sensible, moderate Republican willing to reach out across the aisle, willing to stick up for his principles, willing to denounce both Donald Trump and Ted Cruz at the same time. Remember when he was asked who he'd vote for out of those two men? It's like being shot or poisoned. What does it really mean? <laughs> <laughs> no position he won't abandon. No U-turn he won't perform. No lie he will not tell. Let's start with his position on Trump. Send people to Washington who don't hate Trump. Yeah, people who hate Trump are so annoying. People like this guy. He's a jackass. <laughs> what was that? He's a jackass. Graham once hated Trump so much, he slammed his own party over it. My party is going bad crazy. <laughs> now though, Graham goes mad if you or I call Trump a bad name, especially if you call the president a racist. If you think he's a racist, that. that's up to you. I don't. Really? You don't? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, <laughs> religious bigot. The Senate also gets mad if you say Trump's crazy, especially a kook. You know what concerns me about the American press is this endless, endless attempt to label the guy as some kind of kook. The American <laughs> press's attempt yeah. to label the guy? I think he's a kook. If you could show me that, you know, Trump actually was engaging in a quid pro quo outside the phone call, that would be very disturbing. Hmm. Hmm. Was there a quid pro quo? With regard to the requested yes. White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. So there was a quid pro quo, but Graham still doesn't support impeachment because he's a constant mover of the goalposts. And he's even willing to lie under oath himself to protect Donald Trump. Do you solemnly swear that you will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws? So help you God. There he is swearing in at the Senate trial for Trump, pledging to be fair and impartial. But here he is just a few weeks earlier, making clear he won't be. I have made up my mind. <laughs> I'm not well, I trying wasn't to in pretend any to be a fair juror here. He's not trying to pretend. In fact, he's open about not wanting any witnesses to testify oh, at the trial. I don't want to call anybody. I don't want to talk to Pompeo. I don't want to talk to Pence. Even though he took a very different position in 1999 during the impeachment of one William Jefferson Clinton. In every trial that, that there has ever been in the Senate regarding impeachment, witnesses were called. You're basically changing impeachment. Graham back then was a Republican member of the House, and in fact, one of the House impeachment managers. And the way he's handled Trump's impeachment compared to Clinton's is perhaps the most egregious example of his shamelessness. Here he is, for example, telling Axios what it will take for him to support impeachment and removal from office. More comes out that you could support impeachment. Sure, I mean, I mean, I, show me something that, that, that is a crime. Show me a Asking crime. Asking a foreign official for help. He is telling the Senate crime. in 1999 that impeachment isn't about breaking the law. You don't even have to be convicted of a crime. <laughs> to lose your job in this constitutional republic, impeachment is about cleansing the office. You don't need a crime. Impeachment is about cleansing the office. You know, perhaps the office that needs cleansing most is the office of the senior senator from South Carolina the oh-so-shameless Lindsey Graham. Oh, man. Yeah. What was Lindsey the guy's Graham. name who shout made that? Mehdi Hassan. Mehdi Hassan, shout and out, And shout out to tight. The Intercept for uh, publishing this for us. It is fantastic. Yeah, they should do one of those about every senator. Oh, my yeah. gosh, this would be great. <laughs> Mitch McConnell talking about Mitch uh, McConnell criticizes jurors. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the jury, like, uh, or the, not even jurors, the... Um, uh, set or uh, Supreme Court nominees. Yeah, he was seen on camera saying like, uh, "It's the uh, or you know, just because it's on the oncoming of an election year does not mean the Democrats can hold hostage yeah. our, our Supreme oh, Court." Oh, interesting. Vote. Oh, but wait. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't think it's in the interest of the people that we do this one year before an election. Yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, they should definitely do this uh, every year. Also, Mitch McConnell. Oh, sorry. Actually, what's his face? Lindsey Lindsey Graham. Graham. Looks like a huge fucking cuck. Oh, biggest cuck. He is he got cucked so hard by Donald Trump. Trump. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Put in his place. Yeah. Almost as bad as the the Mitt Romney picture where he's at a dinner after. Yeah, after that was bad too. <laughs> at least Mitt seems like he turned around a little bit to be like the somewhat critical of Donald Trump that he is now. 
but Lindsey Graham's just went full scale. Major cuck energy. Yeah, major cuck energy. He's got to fucking tone it down. <laughs> yeah. I, I always just wonder, like, what do these guys think about this stuff? Like, does it keep them up at night? Because, like, uh, yeah, no. I mean. Yeah, it's, they've, I think they lost that years ago. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just, it makes, I know if I whipped her, like, if I full scale hated a dude, and then the next week had to be like, yeah, that he's kind of tight. I, like that would that drive me insane. Would just like yeah. make me lose my shit. Yeah, I'd be in a psych ward. Right? After yeah, doing exactly. That for like yeah, years. like so I'd like, rather lose my job than have to turn around and be like, yeah, totally cool with Donald Trump now. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, that that just it, it kind of drives me wild to think about how we can turn around that quickly. It's oh, absurd. I mean, that's our chaser. So I think we'll call it because you know we had we had some highs at the beginning. Our boys are up, and then it just went downhill from there. So yeah, I'm glad if you stuck with us this long. Alrighty, guys. Well, thanks for tuning. And if you're still here, check out our other podcast. We should be uploading soon a pub divided uh, on the same YouTube channel uh, under the same media account. Uh, We debate issues sober and have a nice formative debate. And then we get drunk as shit in the halftime and uh, go back at it. Uh, So, yeah, if you need to see more of us, see it there. And uh, follow us on on YouTube and uh, Spotify. Oh, and Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. There we go. Love you.